Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can hear us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. Make sure to subscribe to us on HerFantasyFootball.com so you can know what we're doing this offseason. Preseason is approaching. It's here. It's here. It's here. Training camp. Also, you can chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook fat forward slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Lee. Brandon Marianne Lee. Brandon Marianne Lee. Uh, every week it's going to be something a little different, folks, coming up from Brandon's camp. It's pretty exciting. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. The name conversation got a lot of buzz last week. It did, actually. I, I almost edited it out, and I'm glad I didn't, because everybody really laughed about it. They were like, Brandon Marilili was a, an idiotic move, Brandon. Why did you pick your mate? <laughs> I love know. it. Agreed. I love it. Uh, we're going to start off the show talking about some NFL news, because there's actually things that are relevant to talk about. This is a very uh, exciting week. Uh, we'll talk about suspensions a little bit later, but real quick, we want to do a big congratulations to Eric Berry from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. He's back on the field after being diagnosed in December with Hodgkin's lymphoma, so congratulations. Awesome. You are amazing. Just so great. What a wonderful turnaround. Uh, true blessing. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he was just cleared from having cancer on, on June 22nd. He's only 26 right. years old, three-time pro bowler, and now has come back from cancer. I mean, I, I can't believe the and amount of things he's And he's in great shape. Yeah. They've, yeah. Totally. They, he, he had made some comment that he's like, literally, you're like, you feel like you're literally dying. And so I just was in the gym because I didn't want to, I didn't want to die. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Like, oh my gosh. I know. How awful. Listening to his press conference, I was like getting tears in my eyes. I thought, gosh, this man's struggle just, by himself he talked about being by himself and how intense that was and that it's really important to be one with yourself and I was just like (laughs) okay I support you and even though you know this show uh, by the way we're all sisters too which which people keep asking us how we know each other and I'm like uh well we've known each other about 30 plus years thank you yeah um but uh we were born and raised Broncos fans but man I'm cheering for Eric Berry go Kansas City Chiefs good for you Good for you. It's very exciting and a big a big plus for the Chiefs to have him back. So it's, it's a good thing. Also, we have a woman coach. Huge. 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 Dr. Jen Welter has been um, assigned to the Arizona Cardinals assistant coach team. I am so excited. She uh, She's very qualified. So, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Well, yeah. she's officially an intern. So here's the deal. Is she an intern? Yeah, she's not guaranteed to be a coach going into the season. So she's just guaranteed right now to assist the linebackers coach in the uh, training camp phase and the preseason. This is kind of the way that they try out new players, or uh, former players, I should say, to see if they have coaching chops. And here's the deal. She has 15 years of football experience. Okay? Totally. And uh, she is the first woman to have a non-kicking position as a football ever. player yep. on a man's team ever. She played running back. And she also was the linebackers and special teams coach for the Texas Revolution, which, by the way, is owned by uh, future Hall of Famer, as in a week from now, Tim Brown. And he loves wow. her. And mm-hmm. he thinks she's very qualified. And Bruce Arians actually last year was talking about how, yeah, women can coach in this league. It's about time. 
I think Bruce Arians is amazing. And I, I, I'm do not you guys even remember like last year Bruce. me saying this? That I was like, I would love to coach with Bruce Arians or Chip Kelly or Mark Trestman. They're my guys. I'm so proud that it's him. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I just... Also, she has a master's in sports psychology and a PhD in regular she, psychology. She is a doctor. I keep saying, I know she's Coach Welter, but she's also Dr. Jen Welter. Doctor. Let's put yeah. that out there. I so mean, if, and if, if she wasn't standing next to those other football players, I mean, she is built. I mean, she oh, looks like yeah. she's been playing football. I mean, she has got, I mean, she looks. She's in shape. Tough. Yeah. Yeah, she looks tough. So, I mean, I it's just it's just fabulous. It's just a really it's a yeah. great thing and I hope she gets to stay on through the regular season. Did you see I some of the interviews well. with Let's her? Let's just say I hope we touch the bus. Huh? No, I didn't get to I saw one uh, short clip, but that's it. Yeah, well they were asking like the typical questions like, "Well, what do you think you can bring?" And she's like, "Well, I mean, I was a former player and a coach right. and I have a doctor in psychology. Man, I hope I can find something to bring." I was like, "Oh." <laughs> Just, so that's a question they would ask anybody. That's not just because she was a woman. Oh, no, but she's got a little fire in there. And not only that, but I love that she was proud to be a woman. And she said, like, she didn't even know this was a dream she could have. And this is for all women and girls who love football. Yeah. She was very cool. And there she was putting on the helmet and being fun and wearing nail polish and lipstick and being like, yeah, I'm a woman and you need to respect me because I have the qualifications. I don't, she's five two. I'm five two. She's just like this little pint size. Pint oh size. Oh my god! Just like yeah, they could like <sighs> eat you. She's just like it's awesome. She's so cool. So good. Yeah. She follows she's us so on cool. Twitter too. Please don't stop following us on Twitter. <laughs> I, I you're just, amazing. It was amazing. No, you're amazing. Yeah. It's been it's a big great. summer too because you got Hammonds with the Spurs and the NBA. We got the first, yep. and she's actually a coach now. So. Again, kind of starting that intern program. She did the same thing. She went and did some of the summer ball where she coached them, and they got first in, in, in their particular camp. And they all of them, they he, Greg loves her, and he's praising her. Bruce Arians, he's on board yeah. with, you know, Walter. And it's just, you know, this is just a really great summer for women right now. It's, it's fantastic. It well, people keep bringing up the NFL experience. Only 19% of NFL coaches, the head coaches in 2014, had any NFL experience. Only 19%. Two of the six head coaches that were, you know, with NFL experience both got fired. So, listen, I haven't gone through all the coaches this year to to do the percentages, but that was last year's numbers. Also, 27 of the last 29 Super Bowls were won by teams with their head coach with zero NFL experience. Also, Todd Haley, who is the offensive coordinator of possibly the greatest offense going into 2015, and also was a head coach for the Kansas City Chiefs, and in my opinion was fired way too soon, and you know maybe he has a personality or whatever, but certainly his football mind is never in question. He never even played high school football. He literally has never played football. He started. He was a golfer. You'll love this. He was a golfer in high school, went on to be a pro golfer, and didn't even start doing anything related to football until his late 20s. So don't give me this, ah, she can't possibly, no. I don't know why I'm making this voice. But that's why I don't know what I'm talking about, voice. We're women who support women, but it is a lot easier to support somebody who has is so qualified. Yeah. And she is. She's just, she's just, it's a great place to start. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much, doctor. Cheers. 
Woo! Cheers to you. Cheers to you. This is my whiskey. Let's move on to some suspensions, you guys, because it was quite the exciting week, Mr. Tom Uh, Brayte. And it continues. And it continues. So on Tuesday, Brady's suspension for four games due to deflate gate was upheld by Roger Goodell in the NFL. The NFLPA and Brady officially filed suit against the NFL. Um... But Minnesota passed the buck to Manhattan. They don't. They don't want it. It's because well, the NFL filed first in New York. Roger Goodell's a lot. Yeah. Of they things, did. Oh, I thought they, they filed in Minnesota, Minnesota, and Minnesota said, "Nope, we're going to pass it over to Manhattan." NFLPA wanted it in Minnesota, yeah. but what, the moment that Goodell said that he's going to uphold the four-day suspension, he knew, and that was part of the delays. That <laughs> yeah. He knew that Brady oh. was going to go after him, so they got all their ducks in a row. And they filed in New York because in Minnesota happens to be the judge they were hoping for who essentially always sides with the players. Right. Um, but in fairness, everything's been held on the East Coast thus far. And Brady is, um, you know, in Massachusetts. And so I'm That's not sure it really said. makes sense to, to all of a sudden be in, New- in Minnesota. I mean. And good for that to judge, too. You know, he could have yeah. been like, yeah. you know, whatever. But he was like, you know, this isn't fair. You know, they filed first. Everything's happened on the East Coast, including Coast. where Tom Brady lives. Why would you come here other than right. trying to cheat the system? I mean, he knew what they were doing. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, and I shouldn't say cheat the system. But I will say, this is kind of game <laughs> over. Choose the system, perhaps? Choose. I, I'm going to choose my words. I'm going to choose which... It's cheat which, the system. Gonna, it's a cheater who's trying to cheat the system. <laughs> you know, to each their own, you know, it's fine. Do I agree that it should have been four games? I don't know. I think that that may be intense when you're giving people like Greg Hardy four games, right? So I, I don't know. I mean, but um, but do I think this one's too low? I, okay, I don't think it's but too low. But what I, I will say is increase that he was offered down to one who game. Are doing what they're doing. If he were to give up the phone and, and to cooperate? No, yeah, he, he would have admitted have to guilt. do that. He would have if had he would to have say, guilt. yeah, he would have, well, not even really there. He kind right. of basically had to say that, yes, the players, knowing. Were aware. Were aware of what the pressure was, the balls were lower. Didn't even say that he told them they had to do it. Just that those players were aware. And then it said that he was not cooperating. His guilt was that I have not fully right. cooperated. And he still would have gone docked down to one. He's like, no, no. Which I don't know what to make of it. I don't know. I'll tell you what I make of it. <laughs> Do share. Bad counsel from the get-go for well, Tom yes. Brady. And if I was Tom Brady, I'd be very upset with the people who told me that I should act the way that I've acted. Because, frankly, if he would have just said, listen, I like it at the minimum PSI. If my guys did that, if they decreased it below that, that's on them. They know exactly what I want. Because let's not pretend like he was protecting them because they fired those guys. Yeah. Okay, they did throw them under the bus. They fired them. Right. And the NFL didn't do that. The Patriots did that. So don't act like you were trying to protect them. You fired the equipment guys. So he needed to just say straight up, listen, they know that I like it as low PSI as possible, if they went below that, that's not my job. My job is to tell them what I prefer. Right. Their job is to give me that. And I just don't believe that Tom Brady's people didn't tell him that. I think that Tom Brady chose not to listen to the people around him. 
and and try to marry what he likes and what he was told to what he felt comfortable with. Well, and we're talking about timing, right? He was probably also really right. scared that he wouldn't be able to play in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, right. So he tried to protect himself in the Super Bowl. Because now, like, frankly, yeah, if it would have come out now, he probably said, yeah, whatever. Bleh, you whatever, know? yeah. Because uh, it would never have affected his legacy. And at the end of the day, we're not going to be like, no. Tom Brady is not a Hall of Fame quarterback because this p- balls were slightly under the limit. No, of course not. Of course not. But I mean, but again, the problem here is that there's been just, and I, I don't want to make it. The, I don't want to make it the cell phone thing, right? Because I'm like, okay, first of all, the fact that you went through four cell phones in like the matter of a season or even a few months is a little crazy to me. But how is it in this day and age they're not able to get the text messages still? Everything's in a cloud. Everything well, is virtual. Because, and this is the problem, we keep looking at this like a criminal investigation. The NFL is not the cops, okay? They, they, they are not the cops. So they cannot <laughs> issue a subpoena to demand the, the phone records, okay? So but they Brady's are trying only... to say he offered it up and they said, oh, don't worry, you don't have to give it to us. And then now they're He's using it against it. him saying, He's well, because I it. broke a phone. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I, I mean... Well, I just heard today on ESPN that actually he gave them the phone up to November 2nd and then the phone after the Super Bowl, but he destroyed the phone in between, a.k.a. the phone they would have wanted. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe any of that. I don't... Here's the other thing. I think with I the whole investigation, care. it went down, yeah. It does, yeah. I, I, I personally think it's, like, a bigger conspiracy. I'm just going to throw this out oh. there. But I, I just don't think that necessarily the Patriots want Brady back. I think they, that's why they what? took the... That's crazy. I, no. I'm just that's saying, insane. I'm saying that they want this to be his last year. <gasps> and if it's his last year with, with, as the New England Patriots, I'm saying it here first, they're ready to move on. From Belichick's well, press, Belichick can be press brutal, conference, right. right when the ball gate happened, throwing Brady under the bus immediately with Kraft hugging Goodell the day after he took the biggest biggest you know penalty in NFL history. To you know, I think it's yeah, all Kraft just did that calculated. He wanted Brady. He did that I, because he thought that I, get... that's what he says. That's what he says. The that's whole thing says. is a giant spectacle. I love that Kraft likes to sit there and play it like. Goodell, you know, had the headline, he just, Brady destroys phone to try to create all this, like, hype around the story. I'm like, you were doing the exact same thing. I will say, Courtney, that I, over the years, have not been necessarily a Belichick fan, but I have been so amused and loving Belichick that he's just, he won't even say a word about it. And that, to me, says the most that Belichick will not make a single comment. He's not defending Brady in any way, shape, or form. No, but he's not defending Brady either. That's what I'm saying. He's not doing anything. He is not at all. No, but, but when he did that initial press conference, when it all came out, he was like, go talk to the quarterback. The quarterback handles the balls. This is a Tom Brady question. I had known nothing. You should go talk to Tom Brady. I'm sure Tom Brady can answer these questions. Well, because he was still possibly you know? under the line of fire. Well, but I think, I think he's mad because Kraft does this deal, takes the biggest fine in NFL history, loses draft picks, and Kraft did this thinking this is going to mean they're going to exonerate Tom and Tom's not going to be suspended anymore. We're just still going to have Tom or whatever. And he's just yeah. irate that he took this hit and Tom's going to be gone. 
And now Belichick's like, I'm gone. I don't have my starting quarterback. You've now completely screwed over my situation for next year in terms of how I'm going to build this team. I do have an aging quarterback. We don't know what we have in Garoppolo. I mean, if I was Belichick, I would be irate. Oh, Belichick is a master at this stuff. I think I think he's going to be just fine. Oh, yeah. I think he's actually going to enjoy yeah. this challenge oh, of yeah. not having Brady for four, the first four games. Do any of I mean, you, I mean, I've said this on SiriusXM, too, so if you guys are from SiriusXM and listening now, if any of you play Settlers of Catan. <laughs> oh, no. This, it's the ultimate nerdy game, and it's lovely, and if you do, you love it. And I'm telling you, Bill Belichick thinks he's playing Settlers of Catan, but the Cities and Knights expansion pack, and he's going to dominate. Which nice. means he's elevated it. That's what I'm saying. That's, so I, I agree. I think he's like, oh, yeah? Fine. I'll win this division. By the way, still, I don't think there's any way he doesn't win this division. He's going to win the division. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't care. I mean, listen, I, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I hope they don't win the division, but yeah, I mean, who's going to beat them? Be... It's a very tough division. No way. Miami's the... getting better. I mean, they'll still win. Miami's better. Buffalo's getting better, but Buffalo still doesn't really have a quarterback. They don't yet. have a quarterback. The the Jets Miami's have Geno Smith. Fully vetted roundout team. They just put Stephen Ridley on the pup list. Jets are Jets. Miami I mean, had to put Devontae Parker, this guy that they thought was going to replace Mike Wallace, on the pup list. That guy's still Yeah, but they said there's no way he's going to be on the pup list come week one. Yeah, well, I've heard that before. Uh, I, I'm just I, – I, there's if there's ever a chance it's this year that somebody else is going to beat the Patriots out. It's possible. It's possible. Real quick, guys, Le'Veon Bell's suspension was reduced to two games. Um, so that's good. Yep. That's good. Number one Very pick good. to me. Number one, one pick to me too. Number one pick for me as well. <laughs> yep. Love us and Le'Veon Bell and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Done there and done. Go. Done and done. You know what I love though is that he's like, I don't know why my you know penalty got reduced. Don't really care. Gonna play ball. You know, I do like, because I don't know. he was he, the fun, the occur, it occurred during one drug policy. They changed right. the drug policy, right? And then they punished him. They're under basically the double one, punishing him. Like, it's like no. double jeopardy. But he's right. kind of like, I don't know, whatever. And then here with the Brady situation, it's like so funny. <laughs> Down to crying the like tiny a crosshairs. But, Ugh. you know what? Good news, though. Love you on Bell. It's great news. Love you on Bell. All right, guys. Well, the rest of our show will be about the quarterbacks. Dun, da, da, dun. Quarterback rankings. I'm going to go over the top 10 quarterbacks we have ranked for her fantasy football. Number one, Aaron Rodgers. Two, Andrew Luck. Three, Russell Wilson. Four, Peyton Manning. Five, Drew Brees. Then we got Matt Ryan, Tony Romo, Tom Brady, Ben Roethlisberger, and finishing up the top ten, Mr. Cam Newton. We like to call him Cam Newtown sometimes in our outline because Brandon lives on Newtown, and she always writes Cam Newtown on her notes. I do. I makes me I, giggle. Oh, yeah. Why don't, why don't you just give my address like I killed Cecil the Lion <laughs> yeah. on our podcast? <laughs> Hey. Jeez. <laughs> Here's Brandon. We're going to bring up on our podcast with Cecil. She lives on Newtown. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, come on. Jeez. How many Newtowns are there? I am a not lot. a dentist. There's a lot. FYI. <laughs> or a big no game interest in, Yeah, I have no depth perception, so yeah. I can't kill a lion even if I wanted. There's no crossbow in Brandon's hand ever. Not happening. <laughs> Actually, the only things I was good at in PE were uh, <laughs> archery. Stop. 
and <laughs> shooting guns. Yeah, because that's true. We lived in Nebraska, and yes, we shot guns during PE. <laughs> yeah, that is that's a you were actually really guns. good at archery. If I recall, I was really good at archery. It was literally the only, you but know, I did not do that. Thing to you were decent at, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We always talk quick. about how bad Brandon was in athletics, and because we've always talked about Brandon playing sports in our family, my oldest daughter wants to <laughs> play sports like Brandon. And <laughs> I always have to correct her. No, 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 you don't. No, you don't. No. You no. It's Ashley. Ashley was good. Brandon was terrible. Brandon participated. <laughs> she got the ribbon for trying. Yeah, right. Exactly. But hey, maybe if if. Uh, Scar wants to do archery. She can do it like Brandon. That's so right. Maybe so. All right, guys. Well, I have to say top two, top tier is Luck and Rogers alone. Yeah. I don't know what you yep. guys think. I Agreed. think they're going off the boards the fastest. So um, when should Rogers and Luck come off the board in your guys' opinion? Well, just to let you know, so each of us do different rankings, and I do the quarterbacks. So um, there's a lot of questions as to why I ranked uh, Rodgers over Luck. For me, it's about consistency, and it's about the fact that they have 11 starters from their offense returning. Therefore, I feel very confident that he's going to have the exact same numbers. I'm pretty sure Andrew Luck will, too. To me, it was more of like a tiebreaker, right? I think that the same guy, I just used the tiebreaker on who had more returning players. That's all. Um, and so I think that they're both great. I can tell you, know your league. Know your league. If you're playing with your friends, you're going to have to take them at the beginning of the round. Now, Courtney didn't include it in here, but I, was, I also marked down uh, next to the names in, in my thing, their ADP, and they're both going in, like, the first or second round. Um, yeah, I've got, got ADP Lux. Uh, 14 and Rogers is 17. Yeah, yep. yeah. So you're going to have to pick them in the first or second round. And if you're with your friends, absolutely. But I can tell you right now, I was in an expert league, the um, FFPC, which stands for Fantasy Football Players Championship. They're kind of the high stakes people that you put in thousands of dollars and get millions back or whatever. Um, the Pros versus Joes League with a bunch of crazy people. And I was in it with uh, the Sapphic Brothers from uh, the New York Times and, and late round quarterback. So everyone there was late round quarterback. I got Aaron Rock in the fourth round, eighth pick in a 12 team league. Wow. And I took him over Andrew Luck. I did. And I mean, that's value. So know your league. If you have a bunch of late round quarterback guys, wait. But if you don't, Take them early. I think they're worth it. I think they're solid. Yeah. Yeah, and I say 14th and 17th, and that is in standard leagues. In PPR, they are going a little bit below that, um, around 18th and 21st, yeah. I think, right. ish. Um, so, um, and that's fine. I'm not that kind of girl. I don't like taking quarterbacks super high. I'd rather wait um, for a quarterback and get my running backs and, and top wide receivers True. off the board first. But if you want um, them, but if I had to choose be between the two, yeah, right. And it's true. So you can't yeah. take them. So if you want to take them, yeah, it, it really does. It really does affect your league. I wouldn't want to be the first to take one off. Um, but if you do, it's all over from first, second, third round. It's really where they're going. And I'd say probably the end of the first round is kind of, where you really have to start, like, is this what I'm going to be doing? Um, I love Rogers, but I have to say I'm an Andrew Luck girl for sure. Um, 
it's just that Rodgers is going up against Seattle, St. Louis, Arizona Cardinals, the Broncos, the Chiefs. You know, they have a really tough schedule this year. And although they do have more veterans um, or people that have been together longer, it's just that their, their schedule is quite a bit harder than um, Andrew Luck's. So I can't argue with I that. Just feel, I just feel like Luck it has another easy year, another easy schedule. I mean, it's just like, ugh. I have I, to say, I'm I'm a, I'm going luck this year. Uh, I love Rogers; he's very talented. It's not about the talent; it's about the schedule for me. And luck wins out on that. I mean, I think we're talking like teeny tiny differences here. Me personally, I would go Aaron Rodgers. He's a champion. He's a proven champion. Mm-hmm. He's got veterans. That's the, the what t- tipped him over the edge for me personally. But you look at these guys, and at the end of the day, you're going to maybe have a 10-point spread between yeah. the one and two quarterback, which comes down to less than one point a game generally. I mean, you're not going to have – what you taking luck versus, you know, Rodgers or vice versa isn't going to make or break your season. The question is, like you're saying, do you want that strategy? Do you want to do that? Because you are going to have to take him at the turn in the first round if you want them. Now, right. I, if like you said, Martin, you wouldn't want to take one off the board first. I agree with you. I, I probably wouldn't because, again, the spread between that first guy and the fifth guy even is so nominal that I would rather get a, you know, a better receiver, a better running back because the spread is so much greater there personally. But Unless you're in a two-quarterback league, then I totally yes, understand that, absolutely. you reaching for Rodgers and Luck. Like, got but it, if I'm totally. entering the fourth round and one of those two guys is still on the board, I am absolutely taking that take over him. a wide receiver. I can't believe they was on the board. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. Do you know who was so. taken before him? The pick, the pick before me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me Sammy Watkins. Giovanni Bernard. That... Is ludicrous. Your mind. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Winning. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> oh, so man. you must have been played against the Joes, not the bros. I just bros, was like, huh? Giovanni Bernard? <laughs> Nard. I don't want to be like rude, but like in the fourth round, Aaron Rodgers is value. In the first round, so debatable. Kind of co- fourth? Debatable. No problem. Well, we've kind of already talked about this. So if you're not going to draft Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck, when, when are you going to draft a quarterback? I generally like to go in the fifth or sixth rounds where I like to get them. I generally want to get two running backs, two wide receivers for sure. And especially because there's kind of a grouping of eight running backs that you've got to get your hands. That's basically should, to some extent, take up that kind of first round. you got you know Murray, Bell, Lynch, uh, Forte, Foster, Lacey, Lacey Peterson, yeah. Charles – those are the big guys. Because there is a sizable draft. Not in that order, guys. people. Yeah, yeah not so that order. But <laughs> it's just actually, listed. It very yeah. random, that order, actually. It was kind of like, Ooh. Yeah, kind of reverse. Yeah. yeah reverse. Like, but there's a big drop-off from there. Yeah, So sure. And then there's an even bigger drop-off from these guys that are, you know, viable number two RB2s to your RB3 backups. <laughs> it's brutal. So for me, I always go running backs first then a wide receiver slash a quarterback, depending on how that league is playing out. But I like to go for that fifth or sixth round, again, because you can still get a great – you can get, like, a Ben Roethlisberger, a Matt Ryan, a Peyton Manning even, possibly, in that fourth round. Um, for sure, Drew yeah. Brees, which isn't going to be that much, you know, far off from what Rodgers and Luck were doing. Yeah, I agree. Well, it looks like Brandon's, like, yeah, around, like, the eighth, ninth pick, 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I kind of feel like I haven't done it yet. So I've done a lot of drafts and, and because I've been drafting with quote unquote experts, these, these Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Lux are dropping to me. So I keep getting them in the fourth round and I'm like, that's quality. But if I'm playing against normal people, yes, I called the rest of us normal people. Uh, yeah. Then I'm probably going to wait till like the 12th round maybe and. That's right. That's crazy. But I might even do like a... Well, that is crazy. I mean, I mean, maybe eighth, but, you know, I'd do like an Eli Manning-Teddy Bridgewater combo or something like that. All right. Yeah, I'm you looking don't... for like a Matt Ryan-Tony Romo. So I'm nice. going like more the sixth or seventh round. That's a good idea. And I think that's totally fine. You got two running backs, three receivers, or a tight end thrown in there. Um, and then, yeah. And then get get one of those guys. Matt Ryan is, I think, a legit quarterback. So I, I yeah. that's where I like it. Which quarterback between five and ten? We've got Drew Brees, Matt Ryan, Tony Romo, Tom Brady. Is he gonna stay there? And Ben Roethlisberger. Um, do you guys like have an eye on? So we're all gonna wait. We're all we're all okay. Not we're all, we're all okay in luck. We're all gonna move on. Right. No. There's Russell Wilson and Peyton Manning in there too. You know, we're okay passing them up too. Um, we're going to get our value with a, with a running back or wide receiver there. But where are we, where are we seeing those five through 10 guys? I mean, I do really like Drew Brees and he seemingly always seems to put up big numbers, even when it doesn't feel like it. Like you will watch the saints games and be like, what happened to Drew Brees? And at the end of the game, he still has a lot of points for you. So I mean, he was still... Yeah, I mean, he was still the fifth-highest-scoring quarterback last year, and, and he did not look like it. But with all that said, I still really like Big Ben Roethlisberger for fantasy. And the reason is, is he is constantly undervalued. He's always a top-ten quarterback, and Brandon's shaking her head because she just doesn't even want to ever get into Ben Roethlisberger. Nope. But last year, he was the sixth in the rankings, and you could get him so low because he's never one of the quarterbacks people think about, but he is constantly top 10 top five even kind of quarterback and he actually you know, i picked ben roethlisberger too that's did you? my guy thank you i think he's totally yes. undervalued i think he's gonna have a phenomenal year they averaged 27.2 points last year roethlisberger has been stated that he believes they can do 30 points at least a yeah. game i believe it when you have antonio brown Le'Veon Bell, and then his homeboy Heath Miller, who just somehow all of a sudden shows up in the middle of the games. Um, well, yeah, and he had puppies for wide receivers last year that have another team under the Brian's belt. back. Oh, yeah, come on. and with Bell out two games, you know this means that, and and they're going up against a Brady-less Patriots. It is yep. going to be throw, 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 throw yards all over the place. He had the exact same yards as Love Drew Brees it. last year. 48 yards short of 5,000, 32 touchdowns, and only nine interceptions. I mean, he Undervalued. can't run to save your life. I mean, he is a Peyton Manning when it comes to the backfield. But I'm telling you, like, and this guy's basically he's awesome injury prone. This year. When you got a lot of quarterbacks that get hurt. Yeah. Big Ben plays through every injury imaginable. You can count on him week in, week out. Best trio in, in football. Brandon. Now that we're done with our Ben Roethlisberger rant, are you going to roll your eyes and <laughs> say someone else? I mean, yes. I think that his uh, <laughs> stats are extremely inflated. He had one game of 522 yards, one game of 435 yards, and then a variety of mediocre games. So uh, he did have two historic outings, and if you had 
played him in those outings, which you probably wouldn't have because he was playing Indianapolis and he was playing New Orleans. So New Orleans, yeah, you probably would have played, played him because they were a terrible defense. Indianapolis' defense was Yeah, but Indianapolis, too. remember, they had that good run, though, in the middle, and that's exactly when Ben Roethlisberger went in there and banged things up. Um, but if you look historically, he is up there in every category every year. Yeah, but he's a, he's a boomer bust guy. He's not... He's not a Luck or a Rogers, but when you look at the end of the day, points-wise, he is up there. He yeah. is a top-ten quarterback. You'll win about six of your matchups on him. Yeah. <laughs> Out of 16. Oh, Brandon. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Brandon? like, his stats are, are, are very up and down, and I feel personally like he's a Cam Newton in that category where, you know, at the end of the season, he's the number, you know, he's a top 10 guy, but you didn't feel like that if you owned him. And that's how I feel about Ben Roethlisberger as a, an owner. I owned him, and I felt good about it. All right, all right, I like it. Well, I love Antonio <laughs> Brown, and I love Levin Bell, so it doesn't make a lot of sense. But, it, you know, when I look at Roethlisberger's stats, I, I'm, I'm a Matt Ryan girl all the way. And you know it's not because I love Kyle Shanahan. I just want to put that out there one more time. <laughs> he is not my man. But I do think that Julio Jones and Roddy White are fantastic. And also, you know, listen, no one's talking about this guy at all. And he's just dropping off. He had 4,694 uh, yards, which was fifth in the league. He had 28 touchdowns, which doesn't sound very impressive, and I think it'll actually go up. But still, that was tied for 10th in the league. He only had 14 interceptions yeah. all season, which, you know, based on the fact that they were playing from behind and he had to throw all the time, actually wasn't that bad. I feel like this was a down year, and he was still pretty good. And I can get him whenever. And I like it. But I will say, Brandon, that I will say, Rod, Roethlisberger had more passing touchdowns. He had more passing yards, long passes. He had nearly the same pass attempts, only like eight less or so, no, 20 less, um, almost the same passes completed. I mean, it's just, they're right there. You're just a Matt Ryan fan. I like Matt Ryan, too. Again, none of us are, you know, going to go there for the Rodgers and the Luck because we're, we're content with the Roethlisbergers and the Ryans of the world. Right. It's true. Moral of that story. Moral of that story. Real quick, ladies, will Drew Brees be affected this year without Mr. Jimmy Graham? I don't think he'll be as effective as Jimmy Graham will because Russell Wilson had, uh, in 2014, 30% less yards and 39% uh, less passing touchdowns than Drew Brees. So um, I actually think Drew Brees is going to be fine. No one's talking about Brandon Cooks. In 10 games, he caught 53 passes. I mean, you know, he was... I got Brandon Cooks ranked pretty high. I think I think a lot of people have him ranked high. Nobody's talking about him, but he's ranked there. Yeah. He's definitely exactly, ranked there. Exactly, but no one's talking about him. So if you are someone that just kind of is like, eh, we're telling you, talk about him. He's the guy. Yeah. Uh, Colston is alive. They put him on the pup list, really, because he's 32, and they just want to protect him. But he's fine. Right. He's going to be the like slot guy you can get for free at the end of your draft. Um, and then they're going to do a committee in the backfield, which will tick all of us off to play fantasy football. But as yeah. far as, like, the Ingram-Spiller thing, that's going to be great for Breeze because it's going to open up the pass game. They're going to have to respect the run between the two of them. Yep. So I feel fine about him moving forward. I don't think he'll be the number one guy, but I certainly think that he's going to be a great pick where he is right now, which is, what, like, between the fourth and the eighth round, depending on what your league is like. 
Yeah. Ashley, real quick, what do you think? I mean, I agree. Like I said, he seemingly always does well, even when you don't think he is. You know, I mean, he was the fifth highest scoring quarterback last year. He was the second highest in 2013. Those were the Jimmy Graham years. But Jimmy Graham was hurt last year. Granny's Jimmy Graham, so all the defensives still have to, you know, actually, you know, make plays around him, even if they are using him as just a decoy. Yeah. Yes, subpar running back, like Brandon says, but who cares? That doesn't really affect, you know, Drew Brees. I think he's going to do fine. I wouldn't reach for him in the first round, but if you get him in that four to eight range, you'd feel good about it. Yep. I mean, Jimmy Graham zeroed out twice yes, last he year. Did. Yeah. Yep. And he had five games under 60 yards with no touchdowns. He was so, hurt, you know? He was yeah, hurt. if you if 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 they had treated Jimmy Graham after the 2013 season, I think it would have been a lot harder for Drew Brees and the New Orleans offense to adjust. But they didn't have that same Jimmy Graham last year, so I think it's going to be a lot easier of a transition, you know? So I, I'm down. I think I think we're okay with Drew Brees. Yep. No reaching, but he's still going to be great. Don't reach. Yep. Feel, yeah. Um, I love some of the quarterbacks that fall between 11 and 15. We got Ryan Tannehill, Eli Manning, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, and Matthew Stafford. I just, I love those names. Hey, wait for these guys. <laughs> they're they're going to be just fine. Uh, Ashley, what do you think? Can Bradford stay healthy with his new team in Philly? Uh, why are you making <laughs> me pick on the nice guy? Oh, you don't why? have to pick on him. I do, though. I do. I mean, here's the deal. Is it possible he's going to stay healthy? Absolutely. And I'm, I am rooting. Let me just be very clear. I am rooting for Sam Bradford. He seems to be like one of the nicest guys in the NFL. And when he went down last year in the preseason, let alone, I was just like, oh, your heart broke for him. We thought his career was like, even. Yeah. yeah I mean, and he he's coming just, back this year. He just has like freak injuries, you know? And then even his doctor said it was incredibly a freak chance that he was going to hurt the same ACL that he had just torn the year before. And boom, third preseason game, he goes down. But I'm going to review a little bit of his history to give you kind of a full picture of why I'm saying like, eh. 2009 in college, his shoulder underwent surgery there for his AC joint. 2009, we had another issue with his shoulder. Bradford enters the NFL in 2010. 2011, it's an ankle injury. He's out for five games. 2012, Plays the season. Fantastic. 2013, he goes down with an ACL in week seven. He's out majority of the games, obviously. 2014, preseason, he goes down with the same ACL. (laughs) So, I mean, it's not looking great in terms of history of injuries for Bradford. You know, so, and even if you do look at the first two seasons of play, in his rookie season, he had the seventh most passes complete and the third most pass attempts. But sadly, he also showed up in the sacked category, sacked yards lost, and interceptions. He was in the top 10 for all those categories. Same thing really happened in 2012. It didn't get a whole lot better. So, you know, I am rooting for him, but I think, you know, a lot of those things kind of heavily lies on the fact that he was with the Rams, he's with a new team now. But I just, you know, I'm staying away from him. Definitely not your number one guy. If you want to have a backup quarterback, maybe, but I would not put all my eggs in one basket with Bradford. And don't draft a Peyton Manning and then draft a Sam Bradford. Please, no. <laughs> or a Brady that's Drafted suspended. Andrew Luck. Or, or yeah. somebody who, like, stays healthy and, like, you know, has a, you know. But root for him. Constantly. We want him to do well. We want him to stay healthy. But, I drafted know. him already in one of my drafts. I love Sam Bradford. The talent is there. He just has to have the opportunity to get on the field. So his body needs to hold up. So 
We'll see. Brandon, why is Stafford dropping so low in fantasy rankings? It's crazy. Yeah, I saw this question on Twitter. You too. have him low too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the, on Twitter, the, the person mentioned one bad year. That's, that's technically not true. Actually, last year wasn't yeah. that bad. Uh, but the problem is he has an end-of-the-season problem, and fantasy owners are filled with trepidation. Short memories. Because short memories. It's been numerous. No, it's not even short memories. It's been three years in a row that he's petered out at the end of the season. It's, yeah. a, it's a but the problem is he peters out when you're in your championship exactly. games. That's where I'm saying short memory. It's you. He always doesn't show up when you really, really need him to. And I don't know if that's because he's playing in Detroit. I don't, you know, and they, they play a lot of other teams that are in bad weather, even though they're in a dome, maybe. Uh, but he certainly has not adjusted. And what I will say is that I just don't know who I would move down it's not necessarily that I hate Sam Bradford going into the season, but I love what we're talking about with – or I don't hate uh, Matt Stafford, I'm sorry, because I love Sam Bradford. That's where I was going. Uh, because he's in a Chip Kelly offense, and it doesn't matter who's in the Chip Kelly offense. Now, what I've done when I've drafted Sam Bradford is I've also drafted uh, Mark Sanchez as one of my last picks of the draft just for insurance and I'm, I'm calling Sanchez the flow of the NFL. It's like a progressive commercial. Get her. <laughs> get her. Get her. Get her. You know? But you're get not drafting insurance. Sam Bradford as your quarterback. I'm drafting Bradford. I'm and then I'm getting San- Mark Sanchez at the end. Yes. I'm not letting anyone else touch He's him. He's your starting quarterback. In my, in my draft I did, I picked Matthew Stafford as my starting and Sam Bradford as my backup. And then oh, I've got man. two other starters. And then I got Brock Osweiler. Just in case. I have Sam Bradford in two quarterback leagues. So I have, like, Aaron Rodgers or Andrew Luck as my first one. And then I have Sam That's Bradford. That's what I'm saying. But then I drafted Mark Sanchez. I'm telling you, if you what draft him, you have to you're not in a You are not in a draft where you are waiting to the eighth round and then putting all your dough and your starting quarterback on Sam Bradford. But I would. You're not doing I it. I would if I got Mark Sanchez. I would yes, not. I would. Or, or if oh, you got, man. if you take Sam Bradford, I don't mind Sam Bradford because he really does have all the talent, and he's in the Chip Kelly offense, as Brandon always says. But you have to pick somebody almost immediately after. Yeah. It has to. It has to be, to it has to be the. You have to take Bridgewater. You have to take Eli. You have to take one of those guys immediately off the board to ensure yourself. And then, as Ash Brandon said, you take a backup to him. You take so. Slow. You take your Mark Sanchez. Take you know, I like Brock Eisweiler because it doesn't matter if he's an elite quarterback. He's in an elite system with elite players. He's destined to do decent enough. Well, sprinkles um, are for winners, Brandon, so we'll see sprinkles. if that pans out with Flo and Sam I'm Bradford. I'm telling you, you, he is the flow of the 2015 season. Get it. Get it. Oh, so does that mean you're also going to draft a, a little bit of uh, what's-his-name Tebow action too, just the backup, the backup of the backup? No, Tebow. No, but I do like all the reports out of camp. I silently cheer for Tebow because, you know what, why not? Why not? I like yeah, weird things. Know. No. I don't. <laughs> um, I cover the Dolphins, the Giants, <laughs> and the Vikings. And out of the three, Tannehill, Manning, and Bridgewater, it is close for me. But I will say that I am going to be the Tannehill. Whoa. Girl. Yes. And this is going to be the opposite of why I like luck more. Because Tannehill does have go up against, you know, his division is tough when it comes to defenses. Yeah. You know, it's just, it is. Um, yeah, but they have so many new players for him to throw to. They have a great offensive line. Um 
So I'm not upset. And the first two games of the season are the Redskins and the Jaguars. So that's winning. I'm okay with that. Sure so is. even if Devontae Parker isn't back and healthy and whatnot, they're still going against the Redskins and the Jaguars. That's win-win. Oh, that's so sad. That's a win-win. Um, I do like Eli Manning. He is a close second for me. Um, he had more yards and touchdowns than Tannehill last year, and he has the similar team uh, minus his backfield, some of his backfields. Um, this year, Victor Cruz is back, which is big. ODB, of course. But there's always that sophomore slump. It's a possibility. And continual hamstring um, issues. But they just don't have a health – they get the, that, that offensive line is where I, I struggle with. They're young and unhealthy, and I just, you know, they, they drafted Eric Flowers, and I hope that yeah. he comes out and just dominates like they say he's going to. I really do, but they lost a guy before OTAs, and it just, it just, it never seems to work out for that darn offensive line in, in the Giants, so... And with Teddy Bridgewater, I love him. I think he's got great talent. His numbers, I don't think, showed how well he improved last year. But I think it's going to be an AP show. So I just don't really see his numbers increasing to the point where we want them to, where they should, even though they do have more targets or better targets um, down the field. I just, it's He's AP, got upside, AP, though. All day, every day. Yeah. I could agree with that. He does I have agree. good upside, yeah. And I love yeah. the Vikings, and I think that, yeah, I, I just worry that it might be a one-man show a bit. Um, well, let's go ahead and move on. We got the next three guys are Philip Rivers, Carson Palmer, and Joe Flacco. This is a very close, close race between the three of them, um, in my opinion. Um, I think we all kind of picked a different person here. It looks like, Ashley, you you, you going to stick with Mr. Rivers? I am, and I feel like I don't love it. I don't love my choice with any of these guys. Is that terrible? Like I was wavering the entire time. I was like trying to figure out who I wanted to pick on this one. But, I mean, when you look at fantasy, Rivers has been the best overall the past two years. Granted, Palmer did get injured, and even we did, I did look at a three-year trend on this. But, I mean, he came in at sixth highest-scoring quarterback last year. I mean, sorry, in 2013, and 10th in 2014. But he hasn't won a Super Bowl, whereas Flacco has recently. You know, from a fantasy standpoint, I would go back and forth between Rivers and Palmer, actually, because I think Palmer is just kind of, again, like a Sam Bradford, just bad luck with injuries and whatnot. But I'd have to go Rivers if I had to make a choice. I don't love Flacco's wide receiver situation this year. Yeah, no, and I, and I don't love that Flacco hasn't gone over 4,000 yards in the season. But he's never missed a game. And now he has Mark Trestman as his offensive coordinator. And now Justin Forsett is finally going into the season as the undisputed starter. So I like that. So that's kind of how I feel about and, Joe Flacco. And Forte's got good hands. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I wouldn't draft him as my first person receiver, but. by any means because of the rookie wide receiver situation. But I would say that for a backup, I feel like he's the most secure backup borderline you could even have. And if you're in a two-quarterback league, you know he's always going to play. He has not missed a game since 2008 when he came into the league. Flacco's the kind of guy that doesn't lose your games for you. He is sturdy. sturdy. He is sturdy. That is something to be said. He's a big, sturdy guy. He will not lose your game. Perfect backup only. Absolutely. He is a great. He is a great yeah. backup. I do love him. But one of the, I think for me, Carson Palmer is the guy that you could end up putting in as your starter. And yeah. I, I just love. I really. I. 
I like him. He had a great season before he got hurt. No, it's not great that he's 35 and coming off of a knee injury. That's not awesome, but he's he's 100%. He's done with rehab. He's on the game. It it It's going to be good. I think it's going to be a really good season for the Arizona Cardinals. And I just I love Carson Palmer. I know. I'm so, rooting for him. I'm hoping for Carson Palmer to come back and a Fitzgerald come back. Oh, yeah. I've drafted Fitzgerald in every league, Sam Bradford moment, but... He's going so low. Yeah. He's like the, the fire sale of totally. the NFL right now. Well, let's go ahead and get into the bottom part, the bottom half of the draft where, you know, it's your second, third, fourth quarterback here. Yep. Um, but, you know, two quarterback leagues. These, some of these guys, you know, they're all, they're all starters supposedly at this point. Some are still up for debate, which is kind of <laughs> my first question. Which of these guys is not going to be on, this, on the breaking list, let's say, come week 10? I'm saying Hoyer because the Texans are a hot mess. Well, should we say who they are just so everyone knows? That's, that's well, I think everyone knows. These are all bad people. Let's just say, all right, uh, let's say the bottom run. We got Colin Kaepernick at 19, Jay Cutler 20, Derek Carr 21, Nick Foles, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Andy Dalton, Alex Smith, Geno Smith. Geno Smith. 28, we got Blake Bortles, Robert Griffith III, Josh McCowan, Brian Hoyer, and ending it up at 32, we have E.J. Manuel. So, yes, Brandon picked 31 to be off the list. They're gone. Brian Hoyer, goodbye. Well, I just think the Texans are the problem. I don't even know if it's Hoyer. The Texans are – it's going to be goodbye. That's fair. Yep. That's good. That's good. They got a defense. Great defense. Ashley, who's your pick? If I had to make a guess, it would be E.J. Manuel. He's in this middle of this three-way quarterback competition with Matt Castle and Tyrod Taylor – you know, Manuel's a bit all over the place last year, but he hopes he's put on a little bit of weight, which is going to help him. But he's, you know, he's got a vet in the weighty with Matt Castle, who's actually had two 10-win seasons and has been a Pro Bowl. But for some reason, people just do not seem to take Castle seriously. But Rex Ryan's one of those guys that likes to buck the trend, and he supports his guy. You know, if you're his guy, he supports you, a.k.a. Sanchez. Flow anyone? Ole, ole, Rex ole. Ryan, he's he sticks with his guy. So if, if Castle becomes his guy, he, he may have that belief in him that can take him to the next level. Again, not Castle. a starter level. I love on your team, Castle. But, yeah. Um, my kids have a Castle, Kansas City jersey. Just so you know. <laughs> um, and my pick, of course, it is. I can't believe it's not all of our picks, Mister RG three. Adios, amigo. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah, but the owner's still the owner. Yeah. So I, mean, I don't care. He's either going to fake an injury <laughs> by week six because his play is so bad, or he's actually going to get injured by week eight. That is my prediction. Ooh, See you later. Bold. Wow. Bold prediction. Uh, rookie quarterbacks, you guys. Mariota, Winston, I think we're all on the same page here, unfortunately. Really unfortunate. Somebody landed on the better team. Winston, huh? I think it's going to be close, guys. I really do. I would love to be able to say Mariota. I would love to, in my hearts of hearts, say that Mariota is going to top. But I really do think Winston's probably going to end up, out of the two of them, slightly better this year. You know, Winston played in a bit more of a developed offense in college, and he's, you know, the more closely resembled NFL play. I also like that Winston's got a vet in Vincent Jackson, and he's got a top 10 receiver last year in Mike Evans. So... That's great. And I will say, while I hate to say it, the guy has had his fair share of distractions and is still able to keep his head in the game. 
that's actually a really huge trait that you can't treat, you know, teach. But then again, you got, you know, Mariota, who's got, you know, Harry Douglas, Akeem Nix. I like that. But at the end of the day, it's probably going to be Winston for me. If he can stay out of trouble. If he can stay out of trouble. Well, we do these very detailed outlines. You guys don't get to see it. You just get to hear us talking, and we go off of them or what have you. But we write all the stats, but And Courtney and I decided to write one sentence apiece. Because really, it was just <laughs> like, yeah, it'll be Winston. I have no interest in drafting him. Okay, bye, thanks. And that was it. I think it's going to be closer it's than you because guys of Mike think. Evans and Vincent Jackson. That's yeah, the Mike Evans, reason. Vincent Jackson, okay, bye. Thanks. It's not the coaching. It's no. not the line. It's clearly those two players. That's it. I think Marietta has the talent and and is is ready to play. Tennessee just has to grow. Uno sentence. <laughs> Uno. Uno sentence. What I don't like, what, what, what sold me on Winston versus Marietta <coughs> is the fact that they've still got Justin Hunter and Kennel Wright as their leading wide receivers, and those are those potential guys that never seem to do anything, oh. and that's not going to help Marietta out at all. Potential. It's my least favorite word potential. in Potential. Yeah. Yeah. Potential. I like their backup guys better. Keep that word. Okay, Ugh. Cordero Patterson. All right, guys. Yeah, right. Cordero Patterson, you're the reason why I hate the word potential. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And Michael Floyd. Thank you. I still yeah. love Michael Floyd. I don't care. I'll take that potential. Okay. I don't know why. I just I drafted him again this year. My husband said, why did you do that? So I just am a glutton. If I don't take Cordero, I have to take Floyd. And it's just it's one or the other. you got to give and take. Uh, all right, who on this list jumps off that you think has the potential, our favorite word, to be a top 10 quarterback this at the end of the year? Anyone? Well, you put yourself oh, first on nope. the outline. I did. I don't have I don't think anyone is going to. Well, you said Blake Bortles. Really Just say Blake Bortles. Stick by well, it. Well, I, I don't think anybody's going to, but if I had to, like, do a crazy guess, I would say Blake Bortles and the fact that he has – talented receivers I think that are a little underestimated I think that they can gel yeah. well I think with Marquise yeah. Lee Allen Robinson and and Hearns uh that there's that potential uh to have some chemistry so we'll see how that line is doing and how the running backs can get and it FYI Allen Hearns is the starter and he's free everywhere you go yeah. you can just get him whenever you crazy. want he's the starter they have decent receivers people Skip over Tennessee and make your way to Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, and Bortles was playing through a very uh, an injury, you know, shoulder injury of whatnot, and he had a hard time throwing the ball. So supposedly he's completely recovered, um, and uh, a different player this year. So we'll see. I, and a heinous offensive line. Really bad. <laughs> they, but they have a fresh offensive line this year. They, exactly. They made a lot of draft picks. So. It's, it's a young team, and it's, it's gelling. It's a gel. That's why I forced Courtney to use her outline, because I thought her choice was good. Thank You're welcome. You. And my choice is Colin Kaepernick, and you can all judge me now. Which is not good. Okay. Well, listen, he ended the 2014 <laughs> season better than you thought. Um, you know what? He was putrid the rest of the year, so we ignored him at the end, because we were like, eh, whatever. But you know what? Frankly, he only scored one rushing touchdown, and it was in week 16. He also ran 151 yards in that one game. If they let him go, if they let him be the Russell Wilson-ish of the 49ers, he could be pretty decent. But he is not a pocket passer. He's not the guy that they're trying to force him to be. It makes me uncomfortable. Um, And so, I don't know. We'll see. If he can run like a gazelle like he did – early in his career, 
You can get them for basically free. So I don't hate that. But yeah, again, I think yeah. that I think that the rankings are pretty clear. I agree. I do I do think Nick Foles has a chance though, guys. I yes. know, I've already talked about him quite a bit this offseason. But I love the deep ball threats that he's got in his receivers, and Foles can throw the deep ball. He's got an arm there, and he's consistent. And the guy doesn't throw interceptions. He doesn't give well, up the ball. Year. Well, but he also got hurt. I mean, and, and the thing is that, you know, there really aren't that many expectations around Foles per se. Everyone thinks it's an interesting situation. But the Rams got a bit of a facelift, and I think they're going to really like the results of it when it's all said and done. I love do. The I Rams. think Foles has a chance. I also totally. like that they already want to sign him. All right, guys, we have a Twitter question from one of our favorites at with an Ohio bias. We love you. With an Ohio bias. All right, guys, he's in some uh, two two starting quarterback links, and he wants a backup quarterback, Bridgewater, Carr, or Tannehill. I love that Derek Carr is involved with that. So no, Um, Tannehill for me. I like Bridgewater, North Turner. I'm a Tannehill girl. Tannehill. He's got a lot of weapons. They added a lot in Miami. And he did well last year. Yeah. This is another two-quarterback question. It says that, uh, do you see two-quarterback leagues as the future for fantasy football? I think it's a really fun variation. I think people really like it. It's fun. Yeah. I don't think that's good to people. I like traditional. It should be traditional. It's unrealistic. I prefer traditional. Yeah. Yeah. It's unrealistic. But yeah. I think it's a really fun one to have as your second league. Yeah. Like, you have got either your standard or your PPR league, and then you have a fun one that's just, you know, quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, tight ends, or whatnot. And and it's really fun. But I don't think I would enjoy it as much if that was my only fantasy league. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you guys for uh, commenting on our Twitter at HerFantasyFB. We love those. We try to send them out before our shows each week so you can ask your specific questions. Um, next week we'll be doing wide receivers and the week following that we'll be doing running backs. So always good things to talk about with the running backs. Um, thank you so much for listening. You can check us out at blog talk radio forward slash her fantasy football and on iTunes where you can leave us a nice ranking and say hello. Also chat us up on Facebook forward slash her fantasy football. And again on Twitter at her fantasy FB until next time, no more faking it.